Good morning and welcome to Leading Off with True Blue LA. It's Tuesday, July 26th. This is your host, Eric Steven. Uh, you know, uh, the Dodgers uh, went into this series against the Nationals with the best record in the majors. Uh, they had won an eight, eight straight uh, and 11 straight at home. Um, posting the Nationals, the team with the worst record in the majors. So naturally, the first game uh, went to the Nationals, the road team. Because uh, that's how baseball works sometimes. Uh, not really going to dwell on the loss, uh, except uh, for a couple aspects of it. A um, few things that were notable. Tony Gonsolin kind of had his second straight clunker, I would say. Although it's more of a relative term. Uh, I think this game was better than his last time out before the All-Star game. Um, so he got a little bit of extra rest. He, he last started on July 13th. Uh, so he, he was, um, you know... I guess you could sort of treat it like the All-Star game, the one-inning appearance, uh, was like hit the start in between. They sort of pushed him back to, as the fifth starter out of the break to give him a little extra rest. He's got to remember he's at uh, just shy of 100 innings now on the season. Uh, his career, he's that's the second most he's ever thrown in the majors and minors. Um, uh, 2018, he, he was one out shy of 140 innings, uh, counting the uh, regular season and postseason in the minors, so... Um, it, it's going to be interesting to see how they sort of manage his workload down the stretch. He, he looked fine, like relatively stuff-wise. Um, he actually didn't allow a hit through the first four innings, right? So it, was, it wasn't it was like something crazy happened. But um, he stranded two leadoff walks early in this one on Monday against the Nationals. Um, that's been sort of a theme this season for him. Like both were uh, leading off an inning. And then Gonsolin got um, three outs after that in each inning. So they're 0 for 6 with runners on base to start the game. Um, and that meant on the season, uh, Gonsolin at that point, his opponents were had 13 hits and 115 at-bats with runners on base, which is insane. It's uh, a 113 batting average. But then if you look, it's he wasn't – I mean, he struck out a decent amount. But even factoring in the strikeouts and, uh, you know, everything else, the batting average on balls in play um, – was only 131. So, like, that is not sustainable whatsoever. So you knew that was bound to go up. Some hits were going to fall, and then, sure enough, they did in the fifth inning. So he allowed a home run to Yadiel Hernandez in the fifth to tie the game at one. It was a low-scoring affair. Um, and then uh, he got two outs in, in the fifth after that and then uh, got a single from uh, uh, Adrianza. And then, um, so... Again, didn't allow uh, many hits with runners on base, but then with that two outs and a runner on, uh, the Nationals got three straight hits. One was a sort of a fly ball single that landed in front of Trey Thompson, Trace Thompson in uh, left field. Man, I realize I, this is going to be hard. I, I'm going to—I don't know if I've done that before, but I, I, I said Trey Thompson, who's playing behind Trey Turner at, at shortstop. So I, I got to work on uh, mixing, not mixing those up. Um, but then, uh, then Juan Soto sort of uh, grounded a ball for a triple, like just inside the first baseline. And uh, if you look at, I think the expected batting average on that was like 140. Uh, you know, it happens, right? That that's the whole point. Like it wasn't Gonsolin was not going to have a 130 batting average on balls in play all the time. Um, so it was bound to happen, and they that added on three runs. So they had a four run inning. 
Um, it was the second straight start that Gonsolin allowed a four-run inning. Um, so in his first 16 starts this year, he only allowed three runs in a game only once. So he's he was really good. He's still been really good. Um, it's just that was, you know, it's going to happen sometime. It didn't really, to me, like I said, it didn't seem too concerning. Uh, some of those hits just sort of fell. Um, now... The, I guess the one thing that was a little concerning, and this is probably more to, like, command or, or maybe execution uh, than, like, raw stuff or anything like that, but uh, he got zero swings and misses on the 17 times uh, the Nationals swung at his fastball, uh, which is kind of rare. Um, so that was something. They fouled off a bunch, but, like, also, if, if you're not getting – if you're not missing bats, it's tough to succeed, and uh, – you know, you'll run up your pitch count. Now, the thing, after that fifth inning, he's at 83 pitches uh, through five and down 4-1. You know, I would say, like, old Gonsolin, um, no way he touches the sixth inning. But, like, now I think one of the sort of growth aspects for him is that they there was nobody warming. Uh, they left him in, no problem, and he got the through the next inning on seven pitches. So he got through six innings for the tenth time in 18 starts. It's... Uh, that's something, right? Like that, that counts for something. And it sort of marks both their increased trust in him and sort of his growth as a pitcher, I think. It also means he's healthy. Uh, last year, he had two uh, 60-day injured list stints with uh, like shoulder soreness, shoulder inflammation. Uh, so I think that's a good sign. Uh, it's, uh, you know, uh, he, he seems to be healthy. Um, just hasn't looked the best in his last two starts but again long season that's going to happen overall still fine and the fact that he still got through six that's like the mark of a a good pitcher and someone they're willing to sort of throw and that that's sort of a a growth sign for him as well i i did i will note this from uh stats inc they tweeted out uh gonsolin is the first undefeated pitcher 11 and 0 or better to lose to a team that had the worst record in baseball entering that day in modern mlb history so Hey, if you're gonna lose uh, your first game, might as well like set a record or something doing it. So that was cool. Uh, the other thing I want to talk about from Monday's game uh, was Reyes Maranta's wild ride, and we will do so uh, after the break. Okay, so Reyes Maranta comes in in the eighth inning, still a four to one game. Uh, he's pitched the lowest leverage situations uh, for the Dodgers this year. There's been a few. Uh, like stragglers who have barely pitched in relief, who have been a little bit lower average uh, leverage. But for anyone who's pitched any amount, Reyes Maranta has pitched the lowest leverage. Uh, one of the one, people below him is Hanser Alberto in his uh, two uh, position player pitching outings. So, so, you know, take that with a grain of salt. Um, you know, but someone's got to take those innings, right? That's that's the role. It's only a seven, or I guess an eight. See, it's an eight-man uh, bullpen. So, like, you know, someone's bound to pitch the lower leverage innings. But... So he entered Monday in the eighth. Dodgers down four one. That the the Dodgers were only down three. Uh, it marked just the third time that he's appeared in a game that close in his sixteen games this year. So it gives you an idea that he he really doesn't pitch in in situations that are that matter much. Like just generally, he's there to sort of soak up innings sometimes. And it's been a rough go uh, for Maranta of late. Uh, so he allowed. Two runs in his first 10 appearances earlier in the year. He struck out 14 in 12 innings. Like, he seemed to be going okay. And then uh, then he allowed a home run in four straight appearances. Um, he got option in between the third and fourth of those. Uh, but then was back early uh, because someone got hurt. 
didn't spend the full 15 days on that option. But uh, then Saturday uh, against the Giants, uh, he entered a 4 nothing lead in the ninth. He got the first two outs, but then he walked the next two batters, so they pulled him. Uh, David Price came in, gave up a couple singles, which allowed both uh, of Maranta's runners to score. Um, and then Price got the final out for the save. Coincidentally, uh, David Price was the seventh Dodgers pitcher to record a save this season, in case you're keeping track of those things, and why wouldn't you? But then Monday was wild, man. Uh, so Maranta walked uh, Nelson Cruz to start the inning. Then he struck out the next two. So two outs. Again, Maranta's on the verge of, like, you know, getting out of the inning. But then he just lost it. Like, threw two wild pitches to Kiba Ruiz. Ruiz uh, one was well, like, wide. And, like, over, it was the kind of pitch that Harry Doyle would call in Major League. Uh, and then he hit... Um, Maranta with the pitch uh, on the fourth pitch of the at-bat, so he was all over the place. Uh, so that's two runners on, and then he walked uh, here on Adrianza, excuse me, on six pitches to load the bases. So he's all over the place. Then he falls behind three nothing to Victor Robles, and then he recovered to strike him out swinging on his thirty-first pitch of the inning. So this was Maranta's line: one inning, zero hits, zero runs, two walks, one hit by pitch, two wild pitches. Three strikeouts. You know what? Baseball's funny sometimes. It just happens. Uh, now, that actually snapped a string of five straight appearances that Maranta got scored upon, and it was just hilarious that that was the game that he didn't allow a run when he completely, like, sort of lost command. He, of his 31 pitches, 16 were out of the strike zone. So, yeah, it shows you sort of where he's at. Now, I guess now we're at a point where, you know, the Dodgers are going to make a roster move or, or – or at least one in the next couple days. So Andrew Heaney is pitching on Wednesday. He's starting, um, and he's on the injury list, so they have to call him up and send a pit, another pitcher down. Um, the question is, do they keep Mitch White, who's starting Tuesday in the Major League bullpen, rather than have him continue, or you know, rather than have him like um, go to AAA to keep getting stretched out? I think the argument for keeping White in the bullpen is a he's he's. Uh, major league quality pitcher and better than a couple of the relievers they've been using um, in, in certain situations. So uh, I think he could help in that regard. But also, I think if they needed someone to immediately step in, it, it, depending on how White is um, pitching or like how he's rested, he could still step in in like a pseudo bullpen game, or they they still have Ryan Pepio or I guess Michael Grove. Uh, if they wanted to call some up, someone up in like an emergency or something. So I think White should stay in the majors, but that's just just throwing out here as an option. Or, you know, do they option White and and, and keep eight relievers? That's the other option there. Uh, this also assumes they are going back to a five-man rotation, which Dave Roberts said they would right now with Heaney on Wednesday. It's it's six-man rotation the first uh, six games out of the break, but I don't. they're not going to stay with a six-man rotation, so it's a matter of, do you utilize that roster spot immediately or not? So, But I think no matter what they choose with Mitch White, I still think Reyes Maranta needs to be replaced. So if they, if they just play it straight and have Mitch White start Wednesday, start Tuesday and then option Maranta for um, Heaney on Wednesday, that's that's one thing. But, I, you know, you consider, like, he, he's not going to be available, Maranta, on Tuesday because he pitched 31 pitches on Monday. Uh, like... I think you consider optioning him for reliever anyway, and then figure out the Heaney move at, on Wednesday. After that, like so, Garrett Clevenger. Uh, if you're looking at um, relievers in Oklahoma City, he'd probably be, 
probably be my choice if the Dodgers were to call up another reliever. He's been uh, down uh, in Oklahoma City since mid-May, but he's pitched well. 242 ERA, it's a high-scoring league. 42 strikeouts in 26 innings, it's it's 38.5% strikeout rate. That's really good. The caveat is he's also walked 14, so it's like a 13% uh, walk rate. Not so great, but like, you know, it's all about, you know, who are your options, right? So I guess the other issue, so like you could do Maranta for Clevenger Tuesday and then send down like Phil Bickford, who hasn't really pitched that well either, on Wednesday for Heaney and just keep it like that. The only other, the issue now is like what options do they have? So the other relief options on the 40-man are Justin Brule, a lefty, and Jake Reed, a righty. Um, and then you have Grove and Pepio, who are you know starters, and not really the same vein. Um, so yeah, that that's sort of another notch in like, you know, waiting to see. They, Hansel Robles uh, reported to Oklahoma City Sunday. He didn't pitch in Sunday's game, but you got to imagine he's going to be ready at some point. Um, all these sort of uh, carousel of injured relievers who may or may not be back in August, but there's still the matter of getting to August and. Uh, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do. Um, again, trade deadline next week. Uh, it's sort of another notch in the belt of they're probably going to add a reliever uh, in some form or fashion. We'll see, but that's that's uh, something to think about for another day. Uh, Monday was a, a weird and wild game at Dodger Stadium. Tony Gonsolin suffered his first loss. Reyes Maranta uh, had a wild ride but ended up pitching a scoreless outing. So that's baseball and that's uh, leading off with true blue la uh, thank you for listening everybody we will talk to you tomorrow <laughs>